0: JB, as we uh, previewed on our Sunday show, uh, and uh, thanks again, you know President Harris, we had on that show to discuss yep. uh, the administrative end of things uh, that change here with coronavirus, especially. Want to uh, bring on a really great coach, somebody that's really caught fire of late at Morrisville State, but now coming up at SUNY Cortland, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Uh, you, you when well, we're going to coaches to go after here, you instantly uh, were drawn to him. What was your thinking there?
1: Yeah, I think the fact that, you know, Morrisville went from being sort of an afterthought in the Empire 8 to a team that was competing regularly, and I think they finished second in the conference. I mean, they beat Brockport head-to-head at the end of uh, uh, the regular season last year, got into the ECAC Bowl game. Yeah, Coach uh, Coach Fitz, as I, as I think he's, he goes by sometimes, is, is a rising star, and the fact that he landed uh, the head coaching job at Cortland, one of the more sought-after um, head coaching positions in, in division three, if not, you know, this, you know, the East region of uh, 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 football at any level uh, says a lot about you know, what, uh, what he's done in the past and what the folks at Cortland who really do care a lot about their football program expect. And so he's, you know, c- certainly has some big shoes to fill with coach Mack uh, retiring, but uh, he's done an awesome job uh, with the Mustangs and building that into a, a, uh, a top East region team. So, Uh, He's going to have, I think, a class of about 25 seniors uh, to help him out. And even though they're a little bit up in the air right now, they're still building that dragon up in Cortland. Indeed.
0: Uh, Coronavirus obviously is affecting coaches across the country in various ways. He talks about that to a certain degree, among a lot of other things. Here is Coach Kurt Fitzpatrick of Cortland. Coach, thanks so much for joining us and congratulations on being named the Cortland head coach. Let's start with that uh, issue a little bit here in terms of, you know, Morrisville has been doing phenomenally. Uh, When we uh, did the ECAC Bowl reveals, uh, one of the videos, the reaction videos that we saw was from the Morrisville team, and uh, I believe uh, they didn't win the game, ultimately, uh, your team, but uh, they were so thrilled to be there. And then what follows is you deciding, hey, there's an opening down at Cortland. Tell us about why you made this move ultimately and how it all went for you
2: sure yeah i mean thinking back to the the day that that we were all tuned into the ecac selection show i mean you guys you guys did do such a great job with that and 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 promoting uh division three football our our players were just uh, at morrisville were so excited to be selected um that video it wasn't as pre-planned as we thought it just happened that uh the kids the kids were, were really excited and uh uh, and and someone just happened to be you know have to have their iPhone. out. Well, m- multiple people uh, as, as it goes nowadays. But um, yeah, they were they were pumped up to, to to be selected, and and we all were. And uh, we uh, weren't able weren't able to win the game. We didn't not play our best first half in that in that game. But uh, we were resilient and uh, and, and battled back, and, and just just weren't able to get it done. But we're so thankful and fortunate to to have the opportunity to play an extra game. That was tremendous. Um, and then when the season ended, just hearing uh, hearing of Coach McNeil's retirement, uh, and then uh, I mean, for uh, I was interested in, in Corland just from having competed against SUNY Corland for over the years, and just uh, being on campus as a visiting as a visitor and uh, visiting team, and seeing some of, some of the facilities and recruiting against them, and seeing how how some of the top prospects in in New York State were were drawn to SUNY Corland and uh, the academic programs. Uh, the, the athletic uh, history and tradition, and just a great, a great vibrant college campus. Uh, I just think it was a great opportunity. I'm thankful that they were interested in in uh, in, in inter- interviewing me, and I'm um, very thankful and, and and honored to to be the next head coach at SUNY Cortland.
1: So, coach, here we are now, kind of in the midst of this whole, you know, coronavirus situation, and so life as we know it has kind of been a little upset, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, you, know, nice. NCAA, uh, <laughs> you know, first the NCAA, you know, canceling, um, you know, pretty much everything, um, including uh, spring football uh, recruiting. I understand is basically on hold until April fifteenth. I mean. Tell us, like, walk us through this past week. What it was been like for, uh, for you and your staff as you're trying to, you know, you're you're getting yeah. your program established there. I mean, obviously, Coach McNeil we spoke with last season and have seen, you know, over the decades, you know, did a great job at, at Cortland. But obviously, you want to, you know, put your own stamp on the program um, and so your offense, defense, et cetera. I mean, mm. what does this disruption mean um, for football coaches and, and programs out there that you know, spring practice is probably not going to happen. And yeah. have you heard anything like, is the preseason going to be extended to help out? Or is it basically, you know, you just less practice time, and you just got to uh, deal with the cards you're dealt?
2: Yeah, we, dealing with preseason, we, we really have not. Um, we haven't heard anything, at least I have not heard anything about that yet. I think people are kind of focused in, in the moment. I think with with this type of situation, being in the moment it is so fluid. I mean, everything happens so fast. and. Um, I think first and foremost, everyone's just just concerned about pe- keeping students safe and making sure that our our campus uh, and students are uh, in, in good hands and 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 healthy. As it relates to to our situation at Cortland, being new and and, and all that stuff, you know, it, it is a challenge. We've uh, I feel like we've had a great. I've been the been the head coach at Cortland now for a month. Uh, I feel like we've had a great a great first month getting to, getting to know the players, having them get to know me a little bit, and. Uh, you know, just immersing myself into into the culture of of, of our program, and uh, and getting to know everybody, and 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 um, you know, trying to set a path forward, and then and then and then this situation happens. I think what what I spoke to the team about last Thursday morning was that that we can't control anything that that, that happens. You know, we, we can only control us. Uh, would we like to get out there and practice in the springtime we we would certainly i think every program would especially a new coach i'm, I'm excited to get on the field and start to teach uh you know t- teach our offense and defense and, and and some of that stuff um but we're only going to be allowed to do what what we're allowed to do so uh our focus is going to be about maximizing the opportunities that that we do have if if i don't see our players again until august then then that's what it will be, and, and, and they'll have a plan. And I know they'll work extremely hard in the summertime, and, and we'll do everything that we can do to, to help to help this transition and, and help make us the best team we can be. The thing that's non-negotiable at this point is that on September 5th, you know, we're going to head down to Washington and Lee and play a tough opener down in Virginia. And, uh, and we've you know, we've got to be ready to go one way or another, so we're going to try to do the very best we can to, to, to make sure that, that we're playing the best we can at, at that moment. So I'm not going to make excuses. I think any football coach would uh, would say that.
0: And uh, Washington League, great program uh, down there. Uh, so uh, best of luck uh, when that does happen. And it will be, I think, a great re- relief to many of us to resume football, uh, to resume any collegiate sport at that point in full force and effect, yeah. hopefully, uh, God willing. Uh, but, Coach, A lot of people don't know Uh, we got a lot of parents that watch uh, the show and uh, even younger players that don't maybe understand what the next two months would have had installed inside it between practices Mm -hmm. maybe a spring game and what it means to the building of the program itself any program Mm -hmm. not just yours can you explain what would the next two months have been and in some cases may still be it may be Things may happen in a month. Maybe the yeah. kids go back to school. We don't know. But what would the next two months have been
2: normally and how do you replace that? Sure, the the next two months uh would, would have been uh a lot of things on the field and off the field. Obviously, sixteen opportunities to get on the field and and, and and practice, which which are which which won't happen now. So there there's that side of things, but then off the field, you know, we were planning to have our 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 cap our captain selection process, our captain applications, and 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 uh, you know all that sort of thing, developing leadership, uh, team bonding, team building, community service, um, all the things, all the factors, the core values that that every program has that they believe in. The springtime is really where you try to build some of that some of that stuff. In the fall, when we get in season. A lot of those, you know, the, the the hay is in the barn, so to speak. Once you get into in, into the season, and we're so busy playing our season, the springtime is where you get a lot of that, a lot of that off the field stuff, and really, where your team uh, can really start start to come develop, come together, develop develop leadership, start to build an identity. All while you're trying to solidify the best recruiting class you can, and, and you know we still have a little bit of, of recruiting to do. That's a challenge now because any any late. Uh, uh, recruits later in the process that would be able to come to campus obviously is not not a possibility anymore. So it does get some things thrown off. But like I mentioned uh, in my response to the previous question, this is unprecedented circumstances. So, uh, you know, we're not going to we're not going to you know focus on the negative. We're going to try to do the the best we can to to help our program and and help help us try to try to be the best that we can be. and sometimes you got to find a way and be and be creative to do some of that stuff. We may recruit via FaceTime when we're allowed, or you know, stuff stuff like that to to uh, uh, to, to try to build our team. I know, you know, we're still going to stay connected as a team and through uh, any any channel that that we can, and try to keep some of those things like like choosing captains. I want to try to keep that on our players' minds and and make sure that that they're still thinking about some of the some of the off the field things that that will help us be successful.
1: Coach, I know from social media, I believe you and a couple of your, um, you know, fellow upstate New York head coaches uh, did like a presentation or had a had a meeting at at Waverly High in in Western New York uh, last Mm -hmm. Friday night. What was it? You know, what was kind of the what was kind of the mood, the scene? I mean, you know, you know obviously the coaching fraternity is a is a uh, close knit group. I know, yeah. like Coach Dewall from Hobart was there, and a few others. Like, yeah. what, what, have you guys sort of been trading stories of, like, you know, how how's it going with you, you know, your campus and all this type of thing? Is there some that kind of camaraderie, like, hey, we're all in this together type of situation? Yeah. What was that uh, that night like for you? Yeah, I think it
2: was that. Was, that was just um, just yesterday d- down in Waverly. Um, Coach DeWall. It was a football clinic normally which is a, a, a great clinic where college coaches uh, from all over the the New York State and the Northeast uh go and it's it's a great great experience high school coaches in the southern tier uh it's usually very well attended. It wasn't as well attended yesterday. still 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 a good clinic, but it was it was a little bit eerie, you know, speaking with Coach DeWall and Coach Fagiano and uh so, some of the other coaches uh that that were at the clinic. Uh everyone, you know, we're just just asking around you know what, what's your experience like what are you guys doing on your campus um, and I think everyone seems to be pretty much every school seems to be state school private school whatever 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 it may be seems to be pretty much in the, in, in the same boat everyone's kind of shocked with with what has happened it's all happened so fast but it, it, it was a little bit different you know um, not shaking people's hands like like you normally would and just being a little bit a little bit cautious it was uh it, it was odd but yeah, exactly. The elbow, the elbow pump, the uh, tapping, tapping shoes, whatever it may be. But uh, f- football coaches—I mean, there there were a lot of high school coaches there that were excited to to learn. And uh, uh, I know I, I sat and listened to Coach DeWall speak, and and, and he he stayed and, and listened to me uh, to, to to me uh, present and speak as well. So and we tried to keep it as normal as possible, but I, obviously it was it was a little bit a little bit different than normal.
0: Let's go to a normal question for a football podcast. Uh, Let's talk about Cortland and the football team. Brett Segal, obviously, uh, is going to be graduating off, and he's been a valuable asset uh, to the team uh, over the years. Mm. Uh, And, you know, look, Cortland's been that team that has been on the cusp of taking down Brockport uh, in the last uh, few years and uh, hasn't been quite able to do it. Uh, Alfred has tried as well. You, you know the lay of the land. You've seen it. Morrisville's uh, challenged them uh, very well along the way. Uh, mm-hmm. So what is Cortland looking like and how do you sort of fill some voids that you're walking into there? Give us kind of an outlook for the uh, 2020 season once we do yeah. start up.
2: Sure, i I'm excited with with just a short time I've gotten to know the players and certainly seeing them on film all, all all year last year It seemed like every week when we were preparing at morrisville to play our next opponent we had had cortland uh cortland's film against against that next team so um familiar with 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 just on film who we have but I've been impressed with the character of our of our players we've got 25 seniors on the on the on the on the 2020 uh football team so it's a senior laden group. Uh, I'm I'm excited about that. There's there's a lot of good a good leadership, a good a, a strong culture that Coach Mack obviously had had built for years and years. So I'm excited to to, to continue that. And you're right, we've been uh, Cortland in years past has been been one or two plays away from from being uh, at the top of the Empire Eight. Certainly, defeating Brockport is not not a not a uh, not a small task. They're a very very good team, and I expect that they're going to be tremendous again next year as well. Um, but you know we're we're in a we're in a tough league. I like uh, you know I like our football team. I think guys have to step up. Anytime you graduate a quarterback as productive as as, as Brett Sagala was, uh, you know that's that's something uh, that, that that we'll have to to figure out. But we certainly have guys on campus uh, who are who I think are excited uh, and, and ready to to take the next step and fill in for him. Off offensive lineman like like Russell Howard, linebacker like like Greg Alfieri, and and some other top players. Uh, that that graduated last year, but I think we have a roster of guys who who are hungry to be the next the next guy at their position.
1: Well, less people forget, it was Coach Fitz and the Mustangs who were the one one of the very few teams that beat Brockport in the regular season. It was probably a big reason why you got that ECAC bull bid. Honestly, it was probably a, a a you know lose and go home situation if you didn't win that game. And so you certainly know how to do it. Um, i was checking the uh the cortland uh, website coach and doesn't look like your 2020 schedules up just yet but you, know, you mentioned washington and lee um, you know the first game they traditionally have been more of a triple option kind of team sort of similar yeah. to that um, you know what you saw against Brockport when they had to make some changes with the you know injuries they had a quarterback it became almost mm-hmm. a run you uh, only type of team, does that yeah. does that experience coaching against a, a Brockport translate into a, a triple option type of offense like the generals have? Or is it you can't really compare because of the, the other athletes that, the, that Brockport leverages and the way they can pass yeah. the ball?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit different. It, it's similar in, in, in that Brockport, uh, I think Coach Mangoni and Coach Fox on defense do a great job at presenting problems. I think, you know, they really stress a coaching staff. With, with their some of their schematics and and then the, and then the talented kids that that they have on their roster uh, so that part of it is similar because Washington elite will will give us some some challenges schematically um especially being the first game first game of the year um but they you know without spring ball it's uh it's it's gonna be tough I, I know that our goal has to be and, and our plan has to be to be to be as fundamentally sound as as we can be um there's only so much you can do in, in football it's 11 on 11 you can't add, add any extra guys so you know we're, we're gonna try to, to, to block and tackle uh, as as well as we can um, our schedule is, is is uh we open with Washington and Lee then we uh, play the College of New Jersey and then and then Buff State uh, in our to start in our non-conference obviously I'll you know, finish up at the end of the year with with Ithaca uh, in yeah. that very last game uh, but you uh, challenging schedule tough opener for us i'm excited our players are excited to, to 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 go on the road i'd imagine for a non-conference week one game um cortland at, at washington and lee is a is a pretty uh a pretty prime time primetime matchup you know uh, so we're, sure. we're, we're excited to, to be a part of it now, if you listen very carefully in the background,
0: JB, you will hear, I believe, a little bit of a crying uh, going on in the household <laughs> of the Fitzpatrick right now. I can hear it a little bit, which is fine. It actually leads to the question of you it, more, more than just a new coaching position. You've got a lot of things going on in your life, don't you? Why don't you fill folks in on kind of you know the changes that have to happen, not just with the football uh, scenario of your life, but to your personal life at this point?
2: yeah yeah it's uh it's been a while we we have a, have a two-year-old daughter and then last year on october 1st we um we welcomed our our son uh oliver uh so right in the middle of football season we we had a had a baby boy um and 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 moving you know it, it's it's tough you know we're uh uh so taking a new job i'm, I'm not too far away from home at this point cortland is uh, it's about an hour drive from where we current currently live uh near syracuse um so you know, just housing market, uh, sell, selling a house, buying a house—that that whole thing is hectic. And then and then now throw in the um, uh, this 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 current crisis is a uh, is a bit much. And uh, we'll get yeah. through it. You know, kids are kids. I was just uh, you know, we've got uh, they're they're a little bit. You know, you can't go out to the playground or anything like that. No no plan. You know, haven't been able to play outside uh, very much. So yeah, you can hear some footsteps run around up up upstairs i think they're getting a little stir crazy (laughs) that's fine so
0: uh, we're we're not going to hold you any longer here besides saying do you have any (laughs) shout outs you want to give and then uh, we'll let
2: you go shout outs uh uh i mean i'd like to shout out if any of my Cortland players are watching i'm looking forward to seeing you guys again hopefully in a couple weeks Uh, uh but if not then 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 we'll see you again in august um I'd just like to thank thank the, the everyone at, at SUNY Morrisville as well. You know, I, uh, my time at, at Morrisville for for seven years uh, was was outstanding, um, and uh, I really appreciate my players and and, and assistant coaches there. Uh, coach Raby is a new head coach at Morrisville. Uh, he's going to do a great job, um, and so just 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 to say thank you to to, to everybody uh, there, and, and thank you guys. Shout out to you guys for all you do to promote division three football in the northeast we appreciate it
0: coach it was a very sought-after position uh for a lot of reasons obviously the rich tradition rich, tradis- tri- huh. rich tradition rich tradition if you said to say Yeah, of Cortland. (laughs) Boy, we'll we'll try to edit that one out, not so much. Uh, But anyway, uh, it is a very rich tradition in uh, Cortland, and uh, you are going to be uh, following some very, very big footsteps. You know that already, but I have a funny feeling Mm -hmm. you're going to do a very good job at it, and the players that you're going to be taking over are probably already seeing that. Sorry about what the next month's going to bring you, but you know what? It's going to make us all never take for granted the the greatness of the sport of football and the freedoms we have uh, in life. Uh, we're very lucky uh, in this country, and uh, you know what? It's a little setback, but in September, we'll see you guys on the field, and we'll be all the happier for it. Thanks to, for joining Thanks. us. Well,
2: I'm very, Very much looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Go Dragons.
1: Thanks,
0: Coach. And again, uh, thank you to Coach Fitzpatrick for joining us. Uh, JB, optimistic. Obviously, he's a little concerned about how things are affected by coronavirus, but you know, he, he pretty much has that whole idea of y- you kind of play the cards you're dealt on this whole thing, and if it comes to not seeing his players again until August, so be it. They'll make it work there, and he has a lot of parts that he can fill the voids with, it sounds like. You th- I mean, just based off what you heard from him, what kind of season do you think uh, Cortland's going to have in 2020?
1: Well, I mean, the, the big question for them is who you know, replaces Brett Segal at a quarterback um, because that's really the engine of the offense. And what I've seen from him at Morrisville is that they do like to spread the ball out and and make uh, different matchups and, and things happen. Um, so I think they'll – They'll definitely be once again in the running uh, for the R eight title. It's going to, you know, probably be them and and Brockport sort of, uh, you know, as far as a one-two. Uh, Brockport likely getting the, you know, for the preseason one based on how they finished up last year. But Corland's going to be right there, and they've been real close to knocking them off. And Coach Fitz knows how to uh, beat Brockport. He did it last year. So, if there is going to be a guy that can, you know, kind of reclaim the throne um, there in the Empire Eight, it certainly, uh, you know, certainly has some experience doing that. We'll see. Did you see the
0: gears working in my head during that interview where I was like, wait a minute? I think Morrisville did beat Brockport, and I, I'm not putting 100% together. Thank you for saving me on that one. Pre- appreciate you, man. But, uh, Nonetheless, uh, looking forward to seeing how things go for Cortland in 2020, along with 245-plus other teams, obviously, across the country. We need sports back, obviously. This is getting a little tough for us all to uh, endure, and uh, you know what? Football is going to be great to have back. Uh, We have more interviews come this week. Uh, Specifically, Nick DiCaronne will be next man up here on Thursday, uh, March 19th, to talk about his journey toward maybe a pro career in kicking and how it's been affected by coronavirus. So until then, thanks for joining us here on In the Huddle.